0: If you've been paying attention to live theater the last few years, you may have noticed that the prominence of understudies, swings, and standbys has skyrocketed. As COVID disruptions become the new normal, these historically underappreciated cast members are now celebrated as the unsung heroes of So if we had taken our cue from the world of theater today, you might have found a little square piece of paper in your bulletin informing you that the role of preacher in today's liturgy would be played not by the right Reverend Ann B. Jolly, but the regular old Reverend Brandon Ashcraft. And while we are all disappointed that the headliner we were anticipating is not able to be with us today, I am grateful for the chance to embrace the role of understudy And it is the priest's call, after all, to be ready to preach the gospel at all times, even on short notice. So we'll see what the Holy Spirit decides to do this morning. When I was growing up, I spent summers at my grandparents' house on a lake in the Ozark Mountains of Missouri. And one summer, my grandparents took my sister and me to Eureka Springs, Arkansas, to see the Great Passion Play a dramatic reenactment of the last week of Jesus' life in a 4,000-seat outdoor amphitheater. Thirty-something years later, the only part of that play I still remember is the final scene, the part where Jesus was lifted high above the stage into an artificial cloud to the sound of dramatic music. It was a bit of a spectacle, and I wasn't quite sure what to make of it. And my hunch is that very few of us know what to make of the Ascension. The event that we heard recounted in today's reading from Acts that Gwen read for us. Now we celebrate the Ascension each year on the 40th day of Easter and on the Sunday that follows. So today we commemorate this event where Jesus is lifted up in front of the disciples as a cloud takes him out of their sight. We know the Ascension is a pivotal moment in the story of Jesus, and we know it's a central claim of our Christian faith because we confess it each and every Sunday in the Nicene Creed. Yet, the Ascension doesn't occupy the same prominence in the life of the Church as, say, Christmas, Easter, or Pentecost, and I suspect that has something to do with that image of cloud-floating Jesus an image that feels to many of us like a relic of a bygone age when the earth was thought to be flat and heaven was a place up there. Simply put, to claim that Jesus ascended bodily into heaven is difficult to wrap our minds around and very hard to believe. It defies all principles of logic and defies our understanding. But as one wise bishop said this last week, The Ascension is a reminder that the way of Jesus is not a set of logical concepts we understand, but a mystery we encounter. And in the story of the Ascension, the mystery we encounter is this. The same God who humbled himself to take on our human nature has exalted our human nature to the right hand of God. Christ descended to bring God to humanity, and he ascended to bring humanity to God. In his ascension, Jesus takes the entirety of our human existence into the very heart of God, tethering earth to heaven and uniting us in a mystery of profound, unshakable, eternal love. Today at St. Paul's, we are about to witness a profound encounter with this mystery of God's love. These 13 young people, who are about to be confirmed, first encountered this mystery as newborns when they were grafted into the body of Christ with holy water and holy words. In their baptism, their parents and godparents made sacred promises on their behalf. Promises to say no to the evil powers of this world, and promises to say yes to the love and grace of Jesus Christ, and to follow Him as their Savior and Lord. Today, these young people will stand before God and their community of faith and their bishop, and claim these sacred promises for themselves and through the laying on of hands by a bishop, a bishop who stands in a long line of bishops stretching across the centuries, all the way back to the first apostles. The gift of the Holy Spirit will be given to each one of them to empower them to continue growing in the profound mystery of God's love in Jesus Christ. It is a wonderful and awesome thing that we are about to witness a moment of spiritual maturity, a moment of God's grace and power, a sacred moment of holy transition as these confermans start a new chapter in their lives of faith and continue living into God's dream for them, I, for one, cannot wait to see the stories that God will write with their lives. And I pray that for the rest of their lives, they will look back and remember that the story the Church told on their Confirmation Day was the story of the Ascension. Because just as today is a transition moment for them, the Ascension was a transition moment for Jesus' first disciples. A vulnerable moment of unknowing, when they could not see far enough ahead of them to know where their story was headed. Over and over, as they followed Jesus, the disciples were surprised by unexpected twists and turns. So it's understandable that in the story of the Ascension, they want to know when and how their story is going to end. It's understandable that they ask Jesus, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? But Jesus, in typical Jesus fashion, does not answer their question. Instead of telling them how the story will end, Jesus makes the disciples a promise. He promises to send them the Holy Spirit. To borrow from the Gospel of John we heard last week, Jesus promises not to leave them comfortless. And as Jesus departs from their sight, the disciples are left to trust God's promise, to do something new. Their trust led to the gift of the Holy Spirit, And with the help of this spirit, this unlikely ragtag band of Galilean fishermen carried the good news of salvation to the ends of the earth. Without them, we would not be here today. But the disciples could not have seen that glorious ending as they stood staring up at the sky. And like the disciples, our confirmands and all those who will reaffirm their baptismal promises today stand in a moment of holy vulnerability. They cannot see their stories ending either. But they can rest assured that God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, will empower them to do things they cannot even imagine. As they prepare to claim the promises of their baptism for themselves, the rest of us gathered here will promise to do everything in our power to support them in their life in Christ. Which is to say that we're all making big promises today. But the biggest promise of all is God's promise to us, revealed in this incredible mind-bending story of the ascension. promise that Jesus has taken us with him into the very heart of God, promising that no matter where we find ourselves on this earthly pilgrimage, our final destination has already been fixed. So that even as we stumble through this world on the unknown path before us, we can do so with confidence and grace, because we know that our story begins and ends in God. My friends, it is true. We cannot make sense of the ascension. But if we can give ourselves to the heart of the mystery, we'll discover that it's a story that somehow makes sense of us. Amen.